Well, as we come into November now, already eight days I think we are into November, and uh, it is time for us to get our minds uh, once again uh, on Thanksgiving because it's not something we should just do in uh, November, but let me tell you what, we need to always be a thankful people because our God is so good, amen? We could sit here tonight and if I were to go to each of you and give you an opportunity to talk about the goodness of God, you could go all the way back to many, many years and start sharing stories of His goodness, where God came through, where you had situations and circumstances that maybe did not seem like you could come through it, but here you are today. Praise God for His faithfulness. Praise God for His goodness. Amen. So we are, uh, in Wednesday nights, we're going to be talking about thanksgiving. Thanks with a dash giving. We want to be giving thanks to the Lord. And tonight we're going to thank Him for His Word. He has given us His Word. He has given us His Word in Logos. He has given us His Word in Rhema. He has given us His Word in Graphia. He has given us His Word in the promises. And they're all yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We have more uh, with the Word of God than with any other thing that you will find in the resources of this world. You could go and find and strike, you think you're striking it rich with a gold, a vein of gold in the soil, or you might could think you could find and strike it rich in finding a diamond mine. But let me tell you what, there is nothing more valuable that is tangible that is given to man other than the Word of God. The Word of God will take care of every need will answer every question and will address every situation known to man because what we have here is not just a regular book. What we have here is a book unlike any other. It is a book unlike <clears throat> any other. And in 2 Timothy, we see that the Bible tells us, as Paul is writing to Timothy, and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit... And if you would draw your attention to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 6 and 16 and 17, and he tells us here that all Scripture, not part of it, not the parts that you like, not just the parts that you understand, but all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is the breath of God. It is the, it's the same breath that came into the molded clay that God formed there in the beginning and breathed into that clay His breath and you and I found our father in Adam and then His creation of Eve and that's where we've come from. We came from this same breath. This is the breath that gave us life and this is the breath that will sustain life. So the Word of God is given to us as His breath to sustain the life that we live here on earth. And it is profitable. It is profitable. It is to take you to the next level. It is to increase in your life. It is to build up in your life. It is to strengthen in your life. Thanksgiving, we want to give thanks for the Word of God a book unlike any other, for it is all God-breathed and it is profitable for doctrine, 
for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. And this doctrine is right teaching so that we can build our lives and we can build our families and we can build our faith and we can build our theology and we can build our hope and we can build life on the, on the rock which is righteous, which the storms of life cannot take us down. And the reproof, if we get off track, it corrects us and brings us back in for correction and reproofing so that we have the instruction from God given to man which will help the man of God be complete. What did he say? That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Everything that you have need of. Every bit of instruction, every bit of guidance, every bit of wisdom, and every bit of power is provided to us in and through and by His Word. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving for the Word of God. God, we give you thanks for your Word, and we show our appreciation and our love for your Word. Now, I say all of this, and you may be saying, well, you know what? That may sound like a good sermon, but what can the Bible do for me? What can the Word do? Well, if you want to be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work, just like God says here, then you, ha- you, you just take the Word, feast on the Word, learn the Word, meditate the Word, declare the Word, begin to walk in the way of the Word and see if the Word doesn't work. And I guarantee you, Here, this 52-year-old man will tell you, since the year of 17, and at 17, finding my course in the way of the Lord, in the guidance and the direction by His Word and through His Spirit, His Word works better than you'll ever work His Word. I challenge you to work His Word even more because you probably have just scratched the surface of the power and the resource of that which God has given to you. And Hebrews 4 and 12 describes the very nature of the Word of God. And he tells us, for the Word of God is living. That's why this is unlike any other book known to man. That's why it's still the bestseller among mankind throughout the languages of the world. And that is because it's not... Uh, an archival book, it's not a history book, it is not a poetry book, it is not an instruction book, it is not all of that by itself. It is that and so much more as it is living. It is the living Word of God and it is powerful, the Bible says. So let me tell you what, when you begin to study the Word and by faith receive the Word as it is and not just as a normal book, it, your faith will tap into the life of the Word. It is alive. And into the power of the Word. There is dunamis, there is dynamite power in the Word of God. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and a discerner of the faults and the intents of the heart. So we see that the Word is not dead. The Word is alive. Say it's alive. It's alive. It's alive in a good way. It's alive. It's not just black and white and red marks on white paper. It's alive and wherever you receive it by faith, it brings that Zoe life. It brings that abundant life of God into that person and into that situation 
So if you want God's life, if you want abundant life in your marriage, bring the Word in your marriage. If you want Zoe life, abundant life, powerful, blessed life in your body, bring the Word into your body. If you want it into your relationships and your friendships, you bring the Word into your relationship. You want the, you want the power and the life of God in your, in your health, then you bring the Word into your health because it is alive and it, it brings the breath of God into wherever we receive it by faith. Secondly, it is powerful. It's more powerful than anything the devil can do, will do, ever has done, and ever plans to do in the future. You've, you are safe with the Word of God. You have more power. Not only is greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world, greater is the Word of God that has been given to us than any words that Satan will ever speak over us. He speaks curses and we can overcome them with the blessings of the Word of God. He can speak death over us and we can overcome that with speaking life from the Word of God. He can speak bondage over us and we can find deliverance by speaking the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful. Oh church, I hope that you will never, ever forget that in your walk and in your discipleship growth with the Lord that the Word will remain precious and the Word will remain close to you because the Word of God is alive and the Word of God is powerful. But we also see that he tells us in the Scripture that the Word reveals that man is a triune being, that we are spirit, soul, and body. But he tells us in 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, he says that the soulish man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are spiritually discerned. So we're not just to come with a mental uh, a concept or a mental approach to the Word of God. We must approach the Word of God as that powerful, living, supernatural presence of God Himself in print. And when we do that by faith, let me tell you what, our spirit man receives. As we're reading through our mind, our spirit man, it grows because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Let me tell you what, you can, if you try to just intellectualize the Bible, there will be things that you will say, I don't understand. There will be things that you will say, well, maybe this is a contradiction to this over here because I really don't understand how all the pieces work together. But let me tell you what, when you let it go beyond just the intellectual viewpoint and you by faith receive the words, the living words and the powerful words off of the Word of God into your mind and into your life and into your, it will get down in your heart and those words will get down into your spirit man and cause your spirit man to grow and cause your spirit man to get uh, fortified in such a way that the things of the enemy cannot, uh, uh, the attacks of the enemy don't gain the ground that like they used to because there's a new player on the block. That spirit man that was dead becomes born again through the Word of God and grows from not only the milk of the Word but the meat of the Word and the devil says, you know what? There's a there's a bigger, bigger, stronger being in this house than used to be. The spirit of this man rebukes me and I've got to go. And they rebuke me in confidence because now they know where their authority is and, and who's given them their authority and in whose name they have authority and by whose blood they have authority. And the devil knows that. And you rebuke him, resist him, and you next thing you see, he's, fly, he's fleeing. He's leaving. 
because you're exercising your authority. So we see that we understand uh, who we are and awaken all of us to be all that we were created to be so that uh, we can walk in the faith and the power and the victory God has given us and it comes from His Word, His Word. Now, when I'm talking about His Word, I've got to say it's God-breathed. It is the Spirit of God. We need the Spirit of God that brings us the Word of God. We don't need dead words on paper. We need the living words all come off of this paper that comes alive by the Spirit of God. I think Pastor Radika has given you a challenge, which I celebrate, and I too am a part of that you would for 30 minutes and minimum every day, for 30 days, begin to pray in the Spirit and begin to sing in the Spirit and begin to yield your life mentally and willfully yielding yourself to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, saying, God, build me. God, strengthen me. God, speak to me. God, instruct me from the inner man out. And just a minimum of 30 minutes a day for 30 days. Well, guess what? We'll never have to challenge you again because you will never stop because you will find that there you have access to the breath of God, not only from the written word, but by his Holy Spirit who is inspired and breathed and brought his word to us. Hallelujah. And then we see that the word of God also divides between joints and marrow. He tells us in the scripture here, which speaks of the remarkable penetration of the Word of God. It goes deeper than a surgeon's scalpel. It goes, it goes uh, it's, it's like the only tool that takes us to the very uh, inner depth and uh, puts its finger right in its, on the spot of human personality. You know, you can be married for 50-some years and still learn some new things about your spouse. You're like, wow. I never knew you really liked it that, that much. It, like, yes, I've been telling you for 25 years. And you're like, yeah, but I, you know, I heard you, but I didn't really hear you. You know, I heard you, but I didn't get it. Well, let me tell you what. The Word of God can pierce right into the very depths of the human personality and God can speak to us for who He created us to be. We need to hear the Word of God in the very uh, joint and marrow into the very depth of who we are so that God's Word can awaken and bring life to all of us. Hallelujah. But as we study the Word, we find that there is something that it sets up for us, and that is this. In order for the Word to work for you, because I keep telling you to work the Word because the Word works, in order for it to work, God has put this, you might would say these um, little uh, if and thens. It's kind of a covenant language. And, uh, and, and what he is saying about it, for it to work for you, for you must first, you must receive the word. You must receive the word. When you read the word and you're hearing what God is saying, you have to receive it for you. You have to receive it for your personhood. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13 says, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing. He said, we found a reason that we're going to thank God without ceasing. We'll never stop thanking Him for this. This was so good, we'll never take it off of our Thanksgiving list. And that is, he says, when you receive the Word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as a word of men, but you received it in truth as the Word of God, 
which also effectively works in you who believe. So when you believe and receive the word of God for you, Paul says, I can't stop thanking God for how this has changed your lives. Your lives are so different now because when we brought the word of God to you, you didn't receive it as a word from man, but you received it as a word from God. And when you received it from, as a word from God, there was that inner man in there. Then you were positioned to believe it. Because if it's just a word from man, then our faith really struggles with believing it. So what it, it depends on us for you and me is how we receive the word of God and if we believe the word of God. I pray every time before I get up here, God, let them not hear me. Let them hear past my fumbling words and hear your erect word, your strong word, your, your word that is a strong tower. Lord, let them hear you so that as they hear you, I know that their faith man can receive that and believe that as a word from God that will work in their lives. Because when we receive the word from God, let me tell you what, we have access to something that is remarkable. I'm telling you, everything that you have need of, you got a need tonight, it's fulfilled right here in the Word. Any area of your life you, you're missing something, let me tell you, the missing piece is coming to you right through the Word of God. Paul says in first, uh, 2 Peter, I mean, Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, he says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. What has he addressed? All things that pertain to life and godliness has been addressed by His divine power. His divine power has been given to who? Us. His divine power has been given to who? Us. Now you, you personalize it. His divine power has been given to who? Me. Every one of us, His divine power has been given to us that to deal with everything in life, anything your life is dealing with, and it comes through the knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and virtue, by which He has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. So as He's given us His Word, He's given us His promises, it is through His Word, it is through His promises that you and I can be partakers of the divine nature. I am a pastor that is calling a congregation to rise up and to partake of the divine nature. That you would take partake of the divine nature. His healing, His power, His provision, His love, His righteousness, His glory, His holiness, everything that He has provided, let us partake of it. Come on now. He has provided this to us through His promises, through His Word, every one of us that we might partake of His divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So He's saying that while we're in this world, and while there is the aggressive nature of sin and destruction and everything that the enemy is trying to bring against us, that we don't have to submit to that. That there is a resource, that there is a divine nature, that there is a power that is beyond the powers that we see around us, and we can partake of it as we receive His precious promises, believe His precious promises that come to us through His Word. Hallelujah. Now, I know this is an absolutely mind-boggling statement. I understand that. 
that God's omnipotent power, that God in all of His omnipotent wisdom and all that He has, has given us everything that, that we'll ever need. He's already given it to us through His Word. Through the promises of His Word. That's why He says all the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Oh, that we would love Jesus more and more. Oh, that we would serve Him. Oh, that we would worship Him. Oh, that we would love Him. Oh, that we would tell others about Him. Because it is in and through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we have access to this most powerful Word. He is this Word. He demonstrated this Word. He walked on earth in sandals to leave footprints of this Word. For in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. But John tells us in verse 14 that the Word came and dwelt among us. But when He was going to leave us, He said, I'm not going to leave you helpless, and I'm not going to leave you aimless, and I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but I'm going to give you My Word. He gave us His Word, and He says, My Word, there's nothing that the enemy can do to overcome the Word if you'll work the Word because the Word works. Oh, thank you, Jesus for the Word. Now I know we live in a day and age and New Age philosophy is, is rampant all around us. And it's essentially trying to teach us that you can become a God. I know it tries to make us fool us into believing that and we know that's false uh, because God is uncreated, right? There was no, nothing before Him and everything came after Him. So He is, he is no one created God. He is God. He is a self-existent one. And you and I are created. And that which is created can never become the uncreated. So there's this deception that, that we're going to one day be a God, okay? But we can become partakers of the nature of God. You see that in the Scripture here. That He wants us to become partakers of the nature of God as we receive and apply the promises of His Word. So that's the key to our success. So if you ever wanted to be a God, you're, that's, that's, you're on the wrong track. That track runs to, a, a, looks like a bridge, but it, the bridge is broken down and you're going to fall into an eternal abyss, okay? So get off of that track. But you can get on the track to partake in the divine nature of God, that you can participate in the divine nature of God, that you can be the exploits of God manifested from heaven on earth in and through your life. Jesus said, the things you've seen me do, greater things are you going to do. He says that I go to the Father, the Holy Spirit's going to come. He says, you got my word. He says, let me tell you what, what you've seen here that make you say, I'm God, you want to partake in it. But it comes through receiving and believing my promises of my word and applying them. I don't know about you, but that is so exciting to me to know that I can partake in the divine nature of God and there's no weapon. That, that gives that scripture a whole different meaning. There's no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper because there's weapons of this world that the enemy has made us uh, become afraid of. And he comes in and he says, cancer, and we want to tremble. He comes in and says, heart uh, disease and 
heart failure and we want to tremble. He comes in and says diabetes and we want to tremble. And he comes in and he's whatever, whatever attack he wants to bring. But let me tell you what, if the word of God says no weapon formed against me shall prosper and if I will believe and receive the promises of God and apply them in my life, that what the enemy meant for evil will get turned for good, that I'm going to come out of this a victor because greater is he is the, who is in us. Hallelujah. Now, that gives me hope, and that gives me reason to press on and not take that spirit of fear that God has never given us. For God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but power, power, right? Love and a sound mind. So what I want us to look at is I want to just bullet point several effects that God's word can have on your life. Let me tell you what, we could go on probably until midnight if we were to exhaust the scripture and we probably could then come up with some more. But I'm just going to bullet point some for you tonight and then we're going to go home and meditate on that. And I pray implement it in our lives. The first one is this, eight effects that God's word can have on your life. Number one, God's word produces faith. It produces faith. Praise God for that. When I was a new Christian and I was battling some serious physical problems and boy, the devil was trying to kill me. And I just kept saying to myself, I know if I had faith, God would heal me. I just know if I had faith, I could get through with this. And, uh, and the next thing I would always say, but you know, I just don't have faith. But then one day I heard a sermon on Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I stopped saying, I don't have enough faith. And I started pursuing hearing the word of God. Because if faith comes by hearing the word of God, then what I need is to hear the word of God. And I dissected that and I studied that and I found out that the word, word here, where word of God is not the word logos, but it's the word rhema. Now these are two Greek words that we find that refer to the word of God. Logos means the established word of God, the law of God, the, that which is unchangeable, that is, is established throughout eternity. And then there's the rhema word of God, and that is the spoken word of God or the applied word of God to you personally. So as you receive from the Logos, that personal application of the word, that is your rhema word. And the law is that you must understand in doing this is that the rhema word can never change the Logos word. But the Logos word can change the rhema word, okay? Because the Logos word is the established word. It is the doctrine and the theology of who God is, who he's revealed himself to be. So if someone, you ever hear a word that you feel like God is speaking to you, but it doesn't line up with the scripture, then you know that, it, that the enemy is trying to fool you. He's an angel of light. He's whispering uh, the scripture just like he spoke the scripture with Eve. And uh, as he spoke to scripture with uh, 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 Jesus, when Jesus was in the wilderness, he'll talk the Bible to you as well. But God has given us some checkpoints, and that is that the rhema word of God will never violate the logos of God. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the rhema of God, the, the, the word of God that I received for me. So when I was doing my study, I saw that I had to go in and personalize the Word of God. So much so that I found this company that prints personalized Bibles. I don't know if you've ever seen one where they will take every place in the Scripture that would talk to the audience of those that the Word is speaking to and it puts your name there. 
And uh, so I've got a Bible that's got my name throughout the Bible. And I love, but I just wanted to take this thing and really meditate on it. What are you saying to me, God? This isn't just a scripture. This isn't just a church thing. What are you saying to me? And as I receive that and believe that, it builds my faith up and I am able to have faith to appropriate all of the things that Jesus Christ has already provided for me through the atonement. Now, there's two words that are very important that I just use, appropriate and atonement. And we need to know those. Appropriate means to take hold of, to take and, and find their application in my life. That I'm not just a hearer of the word, but I'm a doer of the word. It is real for me. I, I take this and the benefits of it is not just something I talk about, but those benefits are now manifesting through my life. And then atonement is everything that Jesus came to accomplish for us in and through his life, his death, his burial, his, and then his resurrection. So everything that through his blood that he did in providing for us salvation and, and cleansing of sin, and providing for us deliverance from strongholds, providing for us healing and providing for us prosperity and provide all the things that he provided that the scriptures talks about uh, is, is provided through his atonement. So we appropriate everything he's uh, uh, provided for us through his atonement. So... Uh, this what the word does it produces faith also the word of God is the seed of the new birth if you want to you want to see someone born again you never see them born again until you start sharing the word of God with them until you start saying for God so loved the world such a simple scripture in John 3 and 16 and uh, that he uh, sent his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life those aren't just evangelistic words and those aren't just Bible words. Those are words from heaven on earth by which God has empowered that are seed for the new birth. People get born again. You give them, John, uh, you give them Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God is raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Or you go into Acts and say, there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which they might be saved but other than the name of Jesus. Or you can go to Philippians chapter 2 and you can go and say, there's a day coming where every knee is going to bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. As you share the word of God, you, are, you have the power of God, you have the Holy Spirit of God, you have the anointing of God to bring forth a new birth in someone who is lost as that word is light goes in and illuminates their lostness and will help them experience the supernatural spiritual new birth that we and as man can never do. We as men and women can give birth to children. But let me tell you what, physical children, but God has set it up. A man cannot give birth to a physical child. A woman is the one that carries the child and the woman is the one that gives birth. In the same way, you and the natural and you and your intellectual knowledge cannot give spiritual birth to anyone. But let me tell you what, when you penetrate 
the, the, that, that realm with the Word of God, the Word of God will go into their, their, their dead spirit man with resurrection power and do something that you and I could never do and cause that eternal being to find his uh, life and his purpose from that day on in pursuing the things of God rather than the things of man. Hallelujah. So it's the seed of the new birth. Since you, 1 Peter here, one twenty-two. since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth of the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed. You can't be born of corruptible seed, but you're born again of incorruptible. And incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Hallelujah. So the incorruptible seed is God's Word received in the heart by faith producing the new birth. You want to see folks saved? You share the Word. Don't preach down on them because your attitude of preaching down on them, they'll throw up a wall. They will run from you. They will avoid you. They'll go get gas at a station that's the gas price is higher just to avoid pulling up beside you. Come on now. So you know what I'm talking about. But in love. And through friendships and relationships that we build with people, we need to share the power of the Word of God. And when you share the power of the Word of God, uh, like for God so loved the world, man, there, that's a scripture that will warm the heart of the coldest people I have found. So the Word, it's divine, it's holy, and it's eternal. And when you share it with those, it brings that uh, realm into their life. And third, I have here, God's word is spiritual nourishment. Spiritual nourishment. And once you're born again, we've got to be nourished. And the scripture talks about the nourishment that is provided, 1 Peter 2 and 2. He says, uh, as a newborn babe desire the pure milk of the word. So he says, here you are born again. When someone's born again, just like a newborn babe desires milk, when you're born again, you should desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I don't know if any of you can testify that when you first got born again, one of the things you just were drawn to was reading the Bible. You didn't know, you didn't know how to read it. You didn't, know, you didn't know how to understand it, but you just were drawn to it. I don't know about you, but I was reading it and I was saying, I don't understand this, but I kept reading it. And normally I, I didn't like to read, especially I didn't like to read things I didn't understand, but I just kept reading and I just kept reading. And that was at 17, and here I'm 52, and I'm still reading it. And let me tell you what, it is, it is powerful. It, it will bring nourishment into our lives, and, uh, and that's what it does. But it's not only the, the milk of the Word. He goes on to tell us, as we grow in the Lord, we need to become bigger and stronger in the Lord. We need more solid food. We need the meat of the Word. In Hebrews 5 and 12, he talks about that. He says... Uh, to uh, that because of all of you know you should be doing better than you are for though by this time you ought to be teachers so so the writer to the hebrews is kind of bringing some correction he says you're acting like babies spiritual babies and and by this length of time you should have grown up spiritually to where you're now teachers he says um that you would uh, that you need but here you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of god and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he's a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. 
So he says, you need the meat of the word of God that's going to cause you to grow like it would help us with our muscle mass. It helps you to be stronger, he says, to discern both good and evil that you're now helping others rather than still needing somebody to hold your hand like the little toddler needs you to hold their hand walking across the street. So to mature, he says, apply the word of God. Apply the word of God. So we must do that daily. I mean, we eat daily, right? I mean, we can mention a fast that we're going to have a group meeting and we're going to talk about uh, doing a 40-day fast and, uh, you know, nobody shows up because the thought of going 40 days without eating does not sound too good to most of us. Now, if God calls you to a fast, nobody's going to stop you. I understand that, but just our nature. Well, as a spiritual being, as a son and daughter of God, we have to understand that the Word of God is the spiritual nourishment that we need, the milk and the, and the meat of the Word. Then we see that God's Word also brings mental illumination. And what I mean by that in Psalms 119, 130, he says, he's speaking uh, to God and he says, the entrance of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. In other words, your word, God, has the power to come into a situation and illuminate it. Expose what the motives are, exposes everything that the plans of the enemy, but it also shows us the right way in which we should conduct ourselves or the decisions we should make in this uh, transition of life. So the entrance of God's word into our hearts and our minds gives light so that we can walk in the way and the understanding of God. There's a lot of people I've seen do some foolish things and yet they're Christians. And I know it's not because they're bad people. It's not because they've turned their back on God, but they have neglected uh, studying the Word of God. They have neglected eating the meat of the Word because if they were, the Word would bring the illumination of heaven into their, that situation and they wouldn't find themselves doing something so foolish. Another thing the Word does is it provides physical healing. Somebody say, I, I received that. I received that. And I can say this out of my own personal experience. Psalms 107 verse 17 says, Fools, because of their transgression and because of the, their iniquities were afflicted, their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of hell. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. Look here. And He sent His Word and healed them, and delivered them from their destruction. Here were people at the point of death, and it suddenly occurred to them that it might help if we pray. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And when they prayed, God heard them, and God answered them, and He sent, He came, and the Bible says He sent His Word, and He saved them out of their distresses. Notice the three things that God sent His Word to do here. He saved them, he healed them and He delivered them. And I'm here to tell you tonight, if you need salvation or the saving power of God in any area of your life, God has already sent His Word to pro provide the power to do that. And if you need healing in any, er any area of your body, let me tell you what, what you need is to get a rhema word on that. You need to get the Word of God that has already been sent with healing in its power to in that situation so that the word will override the situation and the circumstance you're in. And if you're in bondage in any area, let me tell you what, you need to get a rhema word of God and what God says about bondage and what he says about deliverance 
into that situation and the chains will fall off and the prison doors will open because God's not a liar. He's already sent His Word to save and to heal and to deliver. What we have to do is appropriate that Word, believe that Word, receive that Word, and let the process of the Word begin its work in and through our lives. I was hoping to get at least an amen and a hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. Man, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. This is God's Word. Proverbs 4 and 20 says, My son, give attention to my words. What are we to do? Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to what I'm saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all of their flesh. So this lets me know that there's a challenge on me and there's a challenge on you that we are to get our, the Word of God, give our attention to it, get, incline our ear to it. Do you, see, do you see this picture here? Don't let it depart from your eyes and keep it in the midst of your heart. So here we are, our ears, we're inclining, we're giving attention, our mind, we're giving uh, 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 our hearing, we're putting it before our eyes, we're holding it to our heart to make sure it's there because he says they are life to those who find them. That's what I want to help you do is find the words of God. Find the word of God for your situation and circumstance because it's help to all of your flesh. Now, the thing I love about God is if you're born again, and I've known many a great people who, have, who did not live their full years in this life. And let me tell you, to be absent from the body a momentary, they were, they were there in the presence of the Lord. And they found ultimate their healing. But let me tell you what, where I, my heart... Uh, and, and it's where my challenge is as your pastor. It's like to help you as I, I find it myself that we can better discover and, and better find and better apply the word of God so that we all can live our full years here on this earth to fulfill the assignment God has on us. Yes, it's appointed unto man once to die. I understand that. And, but let me tell you what, we don't want to die early because we know the devil's always trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus has come to give life and life more abundantly, right? So what we want to do is I, as your pastor, but I, I can't take the challenge all alone. I, I, I say God has placed a challenge on you as well that we, would, that we would always, as he says right here, give attention to his words and incline our ear to his words and, and don't let them depart from our eyes and hold them in the midst of our heart to find and to understand his word. So when we find his word, that help can be manifest to all of our flesh. Hallelujah. So when you understand Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, then you look at the scripture with a whole new hope. I was just sent something uh, today, came to me through, you know, they're always trying to sell something to churches and pastors and things, and it was this real thick book on uh, cancer, what to do next. And uh, so I was looking at its chapters. It wasn't the whole book. They're just sending me the, the outline of it, wanting us to order it here for $25.95 and sell it to all, everybody in the church. So really, they just want us to sell it for them. And I'm like, well, let's see what the material is. And, and it's a real thick book, and 99% of it 
is how to deal with doctors and how to deal with nurses and how to deal with side effects of medication and how to deal with the news and how to deal and how to process and get your paperwork together because, you know, you, if you die, you need to have all that together. And a lot of that practical stuff. And, you know, I'm not saying any of that's wrong, but there was not one chapter that says, let's look to what the Word of God says for hope, for healing. Not one. And I said, you know what? I couldn't promote that book. It's probably great practical information that folks could get. But if I gave them that thick of a book, inches thick, and let them begin to meditate and incline their eye and put that before their eyes and, and, and get understanding and hold it to their heart uh, to try to get all of that and not get them focused on the Word of God that can release the power of heaven on earth through the atonement of Jesus Christ, through the appropriating by faith of what Jesus has already done. Let me tell you what. I, I feel like I would have misguided you. I would have misguided, I would misguide you. So I said, no, I'm not going to order a case of those. And uh, I, I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to stick with what God you called me to do. So I, I want us to look at the word of God for the hope of our healing and the hope of the miracle. Because let me tell you what, many of us, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. Because I see people all the time with diagnosis that, that uh, physical doctors say, this is the end, this, we, we can't do anything else. This is as far as we can go. But we know there's no limitation with God. There is no limitation with God. Even if we've experienced what seemed like limitation with God, it was not, the, it was not on God. I'm telling you what, he's never failed and he never will. What we need to do is take every failure that maybe we've had as a stepping stone to amp it up and learn. If what did I miss here, Lord? How, how am, what, what do I need to grow? What area do I need to grow in? Because I am here to tell you when God's word said he sent his word and healed all our diseases and that, that he means that. He's not a man that he should lie. And if that's not our reality and our circumstance, then what we need to do is we need, I say, me, I need to get back to the Word and see in it where am I missing anything? And, and, am, I, am I got it before my eyes, but I've not inclined my ear to it? Or maybe I've inclined my ear to it, but I've not got it as, as a, a precept of, of faith in my heart? Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe my confession is, is, is nullifying what I'm believing. You, you know, so what is it? Help me, Lord. But the hope is the word never fails. Now, when you know that, the doctor can say, I can give you this. Let's try it. Now, here's the side effects. It's from it's six feet long. The list is six feet long. You're going to grow another head like a monkey. You're going to have constipation. You're going to have diarrhea. I don't know how you have both of those at the same time, but they give you the whole list of things. You're going to have that. And, uh, you know, but we'll try it. Let's just try it. And you're looking at them like, well, if this is my only hope, I'll try it and I'll live with the side effects. And they'll even give you the commercials with those side effects all being listed with upbeat music. And somebody riding their bike and all smiley and happy. And it says, you, you know, may grow that third head. You may grow, you know, 17. Uh, you know, you know I, I better leave some of that stuff they say alone. But you know what I'm saying. But when you, and they don't know. They say, let's just try it. We know the word works. So I say, let's try it. And, and if the way we're applying it's not working, let's try it and apply it a different way. Because as students of the word, I think we should say, let's, let's become true believers in the word. Amen? Amen. 
Uh, I said Proverbs 2 and 20, yes. And then the next one is God's word is the key to victory over sin and Satan. And believe you me, on this side of heaven, you're going to be dealing with temptation and attacks of the enemy. And Psalms 119 verse 11 says, Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So David is telling us here that the word of God that is in our heart will actually help us stand against the tricks and all the things that Satan brings against us. And we will be able to stand strong in righteousness and be a people of holiness that God has called us to be. And it comes from His Word in our hearts. Hallelujah. So, and then, and then number seven, God's Word cleanses us. And how many of you have ever messed up? How many of you have ever done and thought things you shouldn't have done or thought and you needed a washing, you needed a cleansing? Well, look at here. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the Word. Hallelujah that he might present to her himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. We're that church. We're that church. We're the bride of Christ. And there is a washing by the word. Hallelujah. So if you've sinned, don't let that condemn you. You repent and you come to the word of God. And the word of God says, though your sin be as scarlet, it'll be white as snow. Though it be red as crimson, it'll be as wool. The word washes. The word washes us. Come to the word. Get into the word. Memorize the word. Let the word come in and wash out the negative faults and wash out the unbelief and wash out the negative things of your life. Hallelujah. There's a sanctifying process as the word comes in it washes out that and it purges out that which should not be. Wow. Thank you, God. And then finally, God's word is a spiritual mirror. Since when you look into it, it doesn't show you your physical appearance, but it shows you what you really look like on the inside. We see that in James chapter 1, verse 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Hallelujah. So he is telling us, he says, that we need to look into the mirror of the Word of God and we need to see our spiritual selves in it and act on whatever it shows us. If it shows us we need to do something, we don't need to walk away and forget it. We need to do what the Word has shown us. When you're here on a Bible study night like tonight where we're giving thanksgiving for the Word of God and the Word of God as we've looked into it, if it shows you anything, don't walk away forgetting what it showed you, but go and work and walk and believe in what it has done, and it will give you its miracle power and its manifest. Hallelujah. So the Word of God, I remember looking into the Word of God, and there were things in my life that I, I didn't even know were wrong, and the Word of God showing me this, and I'm like, wow, um, if this is, this is uh, if I'm seeing that I'm wrong here. And instead of just ignoring it, I dealt, I dealt with it right there. I learned the sooner you deal with it, the better. Did you know that? The sooner you deal with any impropriety or any bro brokenness in your life, when the Word of God reveals it, the sooner you deal with it, the better. Be quick to repent. 
Be quick to forgive. Hold on to unforgiveness and it's harder to forgive. Hold on to an offense and begin telling others about an offense that you're taking with someone. And guess what? The devil gets his roots in there deeper and deeper and it's harder to let it go. So I quickly look in the mirror, just like if I look in the mirror and something's hanging out of something that shouldn't be, I grab a tissue and take care of it immediately because I'm like, well, I don't want to walk away from here and pretend what I saw is not real and everybody else get to see, you know, monkeys hanging out of my nose or whatever. I got to take care of it. Well, I learned I need to do the same when I come to the Word of God. And if it shows me any correction or anything that I need to do, I do it immediately. And I would encourage you to do the very same thing. Because 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. How can you present yourself to God as a worker who does not need to be ashamed? He tells you right there by learning to rightly divide the word of truth. That you would learn to rightly divide the word of truth. That you could read it, you could see that rhema word for you, you receive it, you believe it, and that word for healing, or that word for deliverance, or that word for, for uh, salvation, or that word for whatever it is you believe, you receive, and it is yours. It, it, it brings you uh, into uh, the fulfillment of that word. So we don't need to be ashamed. We need to rightly divide the word of truth understand it, apply it appropriately, quickly in our lives. And I can promise you when you do that, if you will do half of the instructions I've given you tonight, let me tell you why. You're going to begin to grow the muscle of a spiritual man or woman, the strength of a spiritual man or woman, and God's going to help take you to a whole other level because He's already given it to us in His Word. We don't have to wait for a revival that sweeps the nation. We don't have to wait for uh, an angel to show up at the foot of our bed. We don't have to wait for a thundering voice to come out of the clouds. We've already got it. All of the power, all of the provision, all that we need has been given to us in and through His Word. And this Word is alive. This Word is powerful. And this Word will work for you if you will just... Dedicate yourself to work on the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we just hold up your Word tonight and we say thank you, Lord. This is thanksgiving for your Word. We thank you for your Word, Lord. We thank you for each and every person here under the sound of my voice, God. And how they have come tonight, Lord, to study your word together. We thank you, Holy Spirit, author of this word, that you are here. You are present. Hallelujah. You will guide us. You will lead us. You will direct us. You will instruct us. You will encourage us if we will just turn our attention and turn ourselves towards your word. Lord, I know there are many books in this world and many good books to read. But Lord, please help each and every person here. Help each of us to never, ever see the value of another book that may have some of your word in it over the value of your Bible, your word. Lord, let this become premium. Let this become the centerpiece. Let this become our heartbeat. Let this become what we memorize. Let this become what we meditate on. Let this become what we desire. Let this become what we share with others. Let this become the power of heaven flowing in us and through us, your living word. 
thank you for your word. And God, I can't speak for anyone here, but I can speak for myself and the, and the spirit of this church. That God, we're going to keep your word central. Lord God, as the, as the tides of time would come and change and, and the things of, of society would say what's popular and what's not popular, Lord, we will never, we will never, if, even if society says your word is unpopular, we will never take your word out of the center of the heart and the ministry and the life of this church because we know that it is God-breathed. It is your breath. It is your life. It is your power. It is your presence. It is your heartbeat. And we will keep your word central in what we do and where we go as, as ambassadors out of this house. Now, God, I pray as each and every one under the wooing of your spirit would make the decision as to where they will prioritize your word in their life going forth from this night. Lord, as they, I believe, are being ministered to as well as spoken to by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I can't make that decision for them, but it is my prayer that every one of us would say, God, your word is going to be priority. Your word, we put it on the top. Lord God, that we will pursue it, that we will study it, that we will meditate upon it, that we will memorize it, Lord God, that we will hide it in our heart, that we will share the word one with another, that we will encourage one another with the word. Lord God, because we know your word is alive and sharper than any double-edged sword and ready to do a work in us and through us like never before. So God, I say leading this house I dedicate myself and consecrate myself, Father, to be a student of your word every day of my life, bringing glory and honor and praise to you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.